You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life and my life and the flow of the lives of believers today. And Romans chapter 1, verse 16 said this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The most overlooked aspect of the power of God is its power to change a person morally. That is the miracle of the new birth. Now, I said this earlier in the series, when people who believe in the gifts of the Spirit for today, when they think of the power of God, they think primarily of physical healings, physical miracles. When people who do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit for today, when they think of the power of God, they think primarily of His ability to change people morally, to effect a total change on the inside. Both of those things are important. The Holy Spirit does work physically in the world today, but He also works morally. And I believe that the greatest miracle is the effect of a changed heart, a changed spirit. In other words, a total transformation of a person's spiritual being. It's greater than any healing. Galatians 2.20, the Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Again, I told this earlier, but we often think of this as something purely figurative, and that just isn't the case. It literally did happen. We were crucified, nailed to the cross with Christ, but we weren't left there. We were raised from the dead. Ephesians 2, verse 4 is where I'll read. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus." The resurrection of Christ was not only His resurrection, it was the act in which God raised us all from the dead. By that act, He set a precedent so that anyone who comes to faith in Christ immediately participates in and partakes of the resurrection that Jesus experienced. You are resurrected in your spirit. I am a completely different person than I was before I received Jesus Christ. People who knew me before and know me afterward know the change that took place in me. Now, the reason I want to say this is because if we're not careful, we totally miss the impact of the moral power of God. And the moral power of God is just incredible. Now, I'm going to read to you the book of Acts chapter 26. 
It is a message from the Apostle Paul to King Agrippa. He is explaining his conversion to King Agrippa, why he is in jail, why he has done the things that he is doing, and he wants to talk about the power of the risen Christ. So let me read verse 1. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and began his defense. He said, I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, that I can defend myself today against all the accusations of the Jews, since you are especially familiar with all the Jewish customs and controversies. I beg you, therefore, to listen patiently to me. All the Jews know how I lived from the earliest days of my youth with my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known for a long time if they would but testify to it, that I lived as a Pharisee by the standard of the strictest sect of our religion. And now it is for the hope of the promise of God, made by God to our ancestors, that I stand here on trial. Our twelve tribes, worshiping day and night with intense devotion, hope to attain it. It is for this hope, O King, that I'm accused by the Jews." Why is it thought incredible by all of you that God should raise the dead? Indeed, I thought it my duty to take extreme measures against the name of Jesus the Nazarene. This is what I did in Jerusalem. I received authority from the high priests and locked many of the saints in prison. When they were put to death, I did cast my vote against them. I would even punish them frequently in every synagogue and tried to make them blaspheme. Raging furiously against them, I would hunt them down even to distant cities. That is how I happened to be traveling to Damascus with authority based on a commission from the high priests. On the road at noon, O king, I saw a, from heaven a light that was brighter than the sun flash around me and those who were traveling with me. All of us fell to the ground, and I heard a voice asking me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hurting you to keep on kicking against the goads. I asked, Who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for the very purpose of appointing you to be a servant and witness of what you've seen, and of what I will show you. I will continue to rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you. You will open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from Satan's control to God so that they might receive the forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And so, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Instead, I first told the people in Damascus and Jerusalem, then the whole countryside of Judea, and then the Gentiles to repent, to turn to God, and practice works that are consistent with such repentance. For this reason, the Jews grabbed me in the temple and kept trying to kill me. I have had help from God to this day. And so I stand here to testify to high and low alike, stating only what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Christ would suffer, 
and be the first to rise from the dead and would announce light to our people and the Gentiles. This story is the most powerful miracle of all the New Testament other than the resurrection of Christ. Because the effect of this event in the life of Paul changed more people than all of the healings in the New Testament church put together. Those healings were very important, but this moral transfiguration, the power of God to totally change the character and essence of Saul of Tarsus had a greater impact on history than anything, any other miracle, anything else written in the book of Acts. And that's why we need not to overlook the power of God as it works to change a person's spirit. It is the single greatest work that any of us will ever see, know, or be around. So let's not get into the ditch. And there are two. There's a ditch on the one side that says God doesn't do healings or miracles or any other supernatural works today. And then there's the other ditch that says the only important part of the power of God is what He does physically. And nothing could be further from the truth. The power of God at work today is both physical but moral. And we need them both. I'll see you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.